Okay, we are back. Now, thank you. My, uh, we have a, tonight a young comedian from Boston making his very first appearance on network television. He's uh, a little bit unusual in the field of um, young comedians because he deals in uh, political humor and social commentary. And in fact, he has an album out of political humor. It's called Strange Bedfellows. Would you welcome Jimmy Tingle? Jimmy? Hey. Thank you very much. Nice to be here tonight. You know, folks, I read the papers. I try to keep up with what's going on in the world. But sometimes I honestly don't know what to believe. Because I can't believe some of the things that have been printed about me. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining about my reviews. I mean, I've had some very good reviews. I was compared to John Belushi in Variety magazine. John Belushi. Cape Cod Times said, reminds one of Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Boston Magazine recently wrote, looks like Barney Rubble. <laughs> Barney a Rubble? I don't know about you guys, but I'm wearing shoes. <laughs> I've had some funny reviews. Totally natural. Looks like a good-natured drunk at a party. Thank you. <laughs> a stocky character from Boston, Massachusetts, with beer, gut, and productive sweat glands, <laughs> the pink-faced Tingle worked hard, throwing his arms and shouting his punchlines. Crazy, intelligent, excellent humor. Now, I don't know about you people, but when I think of intelligence, a loud, sweaty man does not come to mind. <laughs> and the pink-faced Tingle sounds like a bird that escaped from the zoo. <laughs> Children, get into the house. But mother, get into the house now! The pink-faced Tingle's out there. <laughs> He'll bite you. You'll sweat and scream on television. Now get in the house. <laughs> I was actually reviewed as being a smug comic once. Smug, which means you think you're better than other people. And obviously, folks, if they're comparing you to Bonnie Rubble, anybody's head would swell. <laughs> a smug comic whose act went over like the Hindenburg. The Hindenburg? Do you remember what the Hindenburg was, folks? A blimp that exploded. In 1937, 85 people died. Okay, maybe I'm not a comic genius, but an aerial disaster? <laughs> so I don't know if I can judge, you know, believe what I read in the New York Times about Gorbachev or Arafat. I don't know what to put on my own resume based on these reviews. I mean, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, I'm Jimmy Tingle. I'm an extremely funny, loud, crazy, sweaty, drunk pink man <laughs> who thinks he's better than other people just because I'm a cross between John Belushi, Jackie Gleason, and a prehistoric cartoon character and I have that rare and unique ability to levitate off of a stage, hover out over an audience, and explode. <laughs> I'll do it! I don't know. A few months ago, folks, the post office raised the price of a stamp from 22 to 25 cents. Not a big thing, really, when you consider what you get for 25 cents. But I'm watching the news, and they're interviewing this guy, and he's complaining. This is intolerable. Who do they think they are raising the price of a stamp to a quarter? And you watch the rest of the newscast, and it's like, in South Africa, women and children were bullwhipped into submission today. The Middle East, it's in its seventh month of turmoil. In Haiti, a man was killed on the way to the polls. And in the United States, the price of a stamp went up to a quarter. <laughs> Guys in Afghanistan, how do they live there? 
Lord El Salvador, is there no God? <laughs> when you think about it, for 25 cents, a man comes to a box in your neighborhood, picks up your message, and delivers it anywhere in the country for 25 cents. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> what, you want change? <laughs> Tip the guy three cents. I mean, you can't pay an American kid for 25 cents to lick the stamp. <laughs> I want a dental plan. <laughs> I don't know, folks. The priorities, where do they lie? Congress recently voted against a proposal to have a seven-day waiting period to buy a gun. Now, folks, I don't want to sound like a Quaker, okay? <laughs> but, like, is a week a long time to wait to see if Hinckley is qualified to own a gun? <laughs> hey, I'm an American. I pay my taxes. I'm in an argument. I want a gun, I want it now. <laughs> Well, we're sorry, sir, but you're gonna have to wait at least a week for the gun. A week? The guy will be gone in a week! <laughs> well, that's the point. <laughs> I mean, a seven-day waiting period to buy a gun in Congress is against it. Folks, it takes eight days to get a phone. War on drugs? Two years ago, the president said we're gonna have a war on drugs in this country. Then he cut funding for the Coast Guard. Why didn't somebody tell him? Mr. President. <laughs> That's how they get the drugs in. <laughs> on the boats. <laughs> well, we don't need the Coast Guard. We'll just say no. Oh, surely that'll work. <laughs> Is that General Noriega bringing 30 million tons of cocaine into the country? Nope. <laughs> well, well, we don't have the money to stop the drugs from coming in. Age research, we don't have the money. Illiteracy, the money. Education, the money. Poverty, the money. The homeless, the money. The elderly, the money. Star Wars. We got a few bucks. <laughs> we always have money for the Russians. These people should move here. <laughs> but if we don't take care of AIDS, illiteracy, education, poverty, the elderly, the homeless, things that actually matter in our own country, we don't need Star Wars because nobody is going to attack us. <laughs> well, think about it. Who's going to invade a leper colony full of homeless, old, illiterate poor people? <laughs> I was reading two weeks ago that between Ronald Reagan and George Bush, they still can't remember, between the both of them, whether or not they were involved in the arms sale to Iran. With all due respect to the presidency, Mr. Bush, here's a little tip. In the future, if you sell guns to people that take Americans hostage, jot it down! 